Thanks for joining us today for the City Light Podcast. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out online at citylightchurch.com. Today, we are in the middle of our series called A Thrill of Hope. Our prayer is that no matter what you are walking through, you would experience hope this Christmas season. Let's jump back into our series, A Thrill of Hope. We're just so excited that you're here today and celebrating Christmas. And if you're just here checking us out, we're wrapping up a series that we've been doing in here called A Thrill of Hope. And because that's what Christmas is all about, you know, uh, Jesus came to this earth in a, in a dark form. And at the same time, the earth was dark, but came and brought light into the darkness. And that no matter what you're walking through, no matter what life throws at you, that you can have hope in the midst of any circumstance. And I love Christmas. I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. I'm a big Christmas person. Like my staff and my family yell at me because I start singing Christmas songs in July. Like they just are like, what, too early, Pastor. Stop it, please. For the love, don't do that. And I just love it. I love Christmas. I love when the songs do come on the radio. You know, it seems like it gets earlier and earlier every year. And some of y'all hate that, but that's okay. You know, the God loves you too. And so um, it's just so much fun. Just Christmas, I love the, the, the sights and the smells. I love, you know, uh, the lights on the houses and driving through neighborhoods and seeing all that stuff. And I just, I just enjoy this time of the year. I don't enjoy snow. Thank God we don't have any. Sorry for those of you looking for snow for Christmas. But, man, it's the only thing I don't like about this time of year. But, but man, I just love Christmas. I'm a Christmas guy. I don't do the ugly sweater. Maybe you do, but that's okay. Uh, but, man, I just love this time of year. It's just so much fun. And I love the gift giving as well. And how many of y'all love giving gifts or receiving gifts? Come on. Like, like that's like, man, that's fun. And you ever have a year, though, where, um, like, you just nail the gifts? Like, like, you, like, you give the gifts out at Christmas, and you're sitting back thinking, nailed it. Nailed it, absolutely, and like everybody is in awe of your gift-giving ability, and you just sit back and you're like, you're welcome, you're welcome, I'm the man, I'm the woman, whatever, you know, like, I got this. You know, and sometimes, isn't there years, though, or people, maybe there's certain people on your list where you're like, man, I just don't know what to get for them. Like, like they're the hardest to buy for, like, I just don't know what to get for them, and and I, I have no idea, and you draw a blank when you're at the store, and you're thinking about them. You're like, what do I get for them? I just don't know. And, and, and I think that God, that I think Jesus invented this, and it it's maybe seems a little impersonable, but I love the gift card. Come on, somebody. Like, the gift card is a great gift in Jesus' name. I know it seems impersonal, but, you know, it's like, you know, you can have a bad gift, but you throw a gift card in that box, boom, just became a great gift, you know, like, like, I, I just love the gift card, you know, it's just so great. I got a couple of my favorite gift cards, if you were wondering, uh, up here today, and uh, if you, you know, so I love this gift card, come on, man, where's the guys up here, you know, you know, men, if you get this uh, in, in your stocking from your wife, that means she's got a gift for you, and it's to do more stuff around the house. This is really a gift for her today. So, you know, how about any guys out here? You like Home Depot? Come on. If I hit you, you can't sue. That's the rule. Okay, sorry. All right, we got Home Depot, but how many gadget people out there? When you get one of these, Best Buy, come on. You're like, what gadget is out there? You're like, man, I need to come to this church more often, man. This guy throwing out money, gift cards, come on. Like, oh, Best Buy, you're a Best Buy guy? All right, there you go. All right, you can fight over that. Don't, don't hurt each other. Sorry, Dad. Uh, man, maybe I should have had a permission slip signed 
before I did this. Uh, but you got some gadgets going on, you know. You know, I, I love this one too because it's the it's the Apple iTunes Store. Come on, like the iTunes Store. You know, this is for all those people who you play a game secretly on your phone and you want to level up in your game, but you don't think anybody knows about it. Well, Jesus knows about it. Come on, like like this is for all of you. You know, the iTunes gift card. I'm just gonna joke that one out there. Watch out, sorry, almost hit somebody. I apologize. Again, just by being here, you can't sue us. It's, uh, it's in the contract somewhere. Uh, okay, but what about, what about this one? Like, you go see the new Star Wars movie. Come on. A little AMC gift card. Come on. Like, like, this is a good gift card, right? But if you really love somebody, you'll get them a gift card to Imagine Theater, right? Because... Let's be honest, those seats are nice. Come on. But come on, like, like I haven't gone over here yet. Don't, anybody, don't, don't hurt me. Anybody, come on, okay. Nobody even wants that one. They're like, AMC, get that away from me. I don't go to AMC. Are you serious right now? Oh, my goodness. I love this one, too. How about a little P.F. Chang's? Come on. Like, like I walk into P.F. Chang's, I just feel the Holy Spirit. It's just like, boom. I'm like, Wow. Come on, get me some spring rolls. Come on. Well, amen. Uh oh, we got somebody over here. You got to fight for it. All right, you got to fight for it. Mary Duck. All right, here we go. There's a little PF Chang's coming at you. And she got it. All right. Man, I love me some gift cards. How many of y'all love the gift cards? How many of y'all love coming to church and getting gift cards? I mean, come on. Like, man, that's one way to get an applause. And, you know, I was. I was thinking, though, you know, all those gift cards are great. They're all wonderful, but they're all specific to the store that's on the title. You know, it's like I, I can't spend those anywhere else. I've got to go to that place, and that's why I think my favorite gift card and maybe your favorite gift card, too, is the Visa gift card. Come on. Like, I don't know what you want to go to, but here, I want to bless you with the Visa gift card. Like, I don't know what you're into. I don't know what you like, but the Visa gift card has all the answers in Jesus' name, all right? I'm going to give this one out too, but I'm, who wants this one? Can anybody want this one? I can't throw it in the back because I don't want to kill somebody and really get sued. But anyway, here we go. I'm going to throw it kind of out that way. Okay, whoever wants to fight for it. All right. All right. Oh, Bev, you got it. Great. Great, great. Man, I love this. Now watch how I turn this all into Jesus. Come on, right here. I love it because, man, you know, that Visa gift card, that's the card you want. Because all those other gift cards are really in the Visa gift card. Like, like you could go to any of those places with the Visa gift card, and, and it's all on there, right? Like, you could go to 100 different stores if you wanted to. You take that Visa gift card with you, boom, you got it. Whatever it's in there, whatever your need is for that moment, like, you got it with the Visa gift card. You may want to, you know, you may need to get your nails done. I may need to get a nail gun. Come on, like, Visa gift cards got you covered, you know. I may need some tangerine. Some brother in here may need some Listerine. It doesn't matter. Like, the Visa gift card has got it all covered. It doesn't even matter. Like, like, that's the great thing about that. And here's the deal. Like, I was thinking about this for Christmas. Man, it doesn't matter what your need is. Doesn't matter what your struggle is, doesn't matter what you're thinking about, doesn't matter what you're feeling like you're going through in Christmas season. 
Whatever your situation is, whatever your need is, you can find the answers to all of those needs in one-stop shop, and it's under the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, it is under him that he supplies all of your needs. That's how good God is. He's, he's so good that no matter what your need may look like this Christmas, he has an answer for your need. He has an answer. It doesn't matter if your need is big. It doesn't matter if your need is small. It doesn't matter if your need is different than the person next to you. It doesn't matter. I love it how we have so many people in our church and so many different probably needs represented. And it doesn't matter to God. It's like he, he supplies all of our needs. And that's the great thing about God. And I, like I said earlier, I, I love this time of year. I love Christmas. I love everything. I love the Christmas story. I think it's such a great story that, 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 that God comes into humanity. He sends his son Jesus, not as a conquering hero, but he sends him as a little baby, comes to a manger. And by the way, the manger was probably, you know, it's a feeding trough for an animal, but it was probably made out of stone. They were probably in a cave somewhere. Like, it's not like how you probably have on your coffee table at home. Sorry. But it was really dark. They were around animals. It stunk. It wasn't really a nice place. But I love it that Jesus comes in the darkness of humanity, in the darkness of life and he brings light to any situation that he's in. Like, I love that. I love, the, I love the story of the wise men coming from a great distance. I love the shepherds, and the shepherds are so cool because they were actually outcasts in society. Their culture did not have shepherds in high standards. They were, they were like kind of nomads out there, and they lived with sheep. I mean, come on, they were sheep people. Like, like culture didn't really accept them that much, but yet it was the shepherds that the angels came to first and said, hey, guess what? A Savior's born in Bethlehem. Like, like the whole Christmas story is so fun. It's so amazing, and it's so real to us, and and it's so great, but one of the things I love about the Christmas story is that a man by the name of Isaiah, 700 years before any of this took place, he had a vision of it. He had a revelation of it. He began to write down exactly what was going on and what he saw. And I think that's great about Christianity because here you have, you have documental proof that, that somebody had an idea and had a vision of something hundreds of years before it happened, and then God said, no, yeah, I am true, I am faithful, I am the true God, and watch how I'm going to fulfill prophecy later on in life, and I love that about God, and I think it's so great because Isaiah, he's, he talks to a group of people, the Israelite people, the Jewish nation, and, he, and they were actually going through a tough time when he has this revelation. They were going through a dark season. They were going through moments of life that life wasn't working the way that they thought it should work. Like, it wasn't happening exactly the way they thought, you know. They had a plan maybe, and, and life wasn't working out that good. And so Isaiah says, man, wow, I got a vision, and I want to share with the people. And in this vision, he kind of talks about Isaiah chapter 9. He says this, he goes, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. I love that, that sometimes you can walk through darkness. And then sometimes, isn't it true, you can walk through some deep darkness. It's like, you know what, I can walk through a problem. It doesn't seem that bad, but it seems like sometimes in life we can go through some really bad problems. Or we can start off with a problem that we're facing at work or in our family or in our marriage or in our health, our body, whatever, and it's like, this doesn't seem too big, 
But as you kind of follow it down the rabbit hole, you're like, wow, this is a bigger problem than I thought it was going to be. This is not good. This is, this, we have some situations we got to deal with. Like we can walk through life and have some darkness, and we can have some, some deep darkness. I love that God doesn't just speak to the, the deep darkness, but he speaks to all sorts of darkness that we can walk through in life, all sorts of struggle, all sorts of areas where maybe we feel like we've lost hope in seeing God come through in our life in these certain areas. Sometimes we hurt and we question things. God, what's going on? Where are you? I'm walking through this tough situation. God, I would think that you would want to help me right now. God, where are you? And I love it because in the middle of the darkness, God answers the questions that we can have in life. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, he, later on he says this. He goes, listen, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And government will be upon his shoulders. Man, I thank God that the government is on his shoulders and nobody else. Man, I love that. It says, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's speaking to some people, walking through some tough situations. He goes, listen, hey, hey, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Man, the government's on him, it, it, unto us. And I think he would say the same thing to you and to me today. For, for unto us, a child has been born. For unto you and to me, a, a son has been given. And he'll be called Wonderful. He'll, he, he'll, he'll be called uh, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Unto us, unto you and unto me. That's who, that's who Jesus came I think we can go through some of the ups and downs of life, and sometimes we can forget that, man, unto you and unto me, unto us, a Savior has been born, a Savior. And I believe with all of my heart that in this verse that Isaiah just, just kind of rattled off, and in this vision and these names that he said he, Jesus will be called, I believe when I look at these names, like, Everything, every need and every answer, every question that we have is all found right here. Like, like everything that you may be facing in life, every need that you may have is found right here in what Isaiah gives. These five names of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This little baby Jesus of what he is. And whatever you may be walking through this Christmas, he has an answer to your need. He has an answer to the thing that you're walking through. And so this Christmas I kind of looked at these five names, and I said, man, how does these five names that Isaiah gives to Jesus, how does this help us? Like, sometimes I talk to people, and they're like, man, pastor, how does a little baby in a manger really help me today? Like, I don't get it. Like, the story's cute and everything, but I don't get it. And I always tell them, he didn't stay a little baby in a manger. He grew up. He went to the cross for humanity, but he didn't just stay dead in a grave. He rose again, and because of that, man, he, he now is so much different, and Whatever you need, he's available to meet all of your needs. So I was thinking about this this morning. What are those five names? And the first one that Isaiah listed off is he said he's, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's absolutely wonderful. And wonderful actually means amazing, like astonishing, like awesome. Like, like sometimes we can lose the, the perspective that God is awesome. He is amazing. He is just so wonderful, but I believe that this answers some of the deepest needs of our life, seeing him as wonderful, 
seeing him in a place where we say, wow, he's, he's just amazing. He, he's wonderful. Because a lot of times people can walk through life and we kind of can ask questions over time like, man, there's got to be more to life than what I'm experiencing. There's got to be more to life than this. Like, there's got to be more to life than what I see. There's got to be more to life than what I've been dealt. You know, I feel like my life is so mundane time and time again. The same every single day. Is this all that life is? Is this what it's all about? What in life truly brings fulfillment? How, how can I have a sense of, of fulfillment and purpose in my life? And, and we forget that God, man, he's, he's wonderful. He's absolutely wonderful. He blows your mind away. He, he brings back a sense of awe and astonishment of, wow, he is who he says he is. He is amazing. He's awesome. And he's so wonderful. I've, I've never had a chance to see any of the, like, modern, the, the world wonders of, of our world, like the modern wonders, the world wonders, like, or the ancient world or things like that. I've, I've got a Google, and I can see them on the Google. Uh, but I've never had a chance to, like, see too many of them. Like, you're talking about, like, the Great Wall of China, you know, the Taj Mahal, the, the Colosseum in Rome, like some of these amazing, wonderful things. But, but I've seen some places on earth, and maybe you have too, that, that you look at, like, like the way that the mountain is looking and the way that sky is, and you're like astonishing, like, God, man, you did this. You created this. You're, you're amazing. Like, like you, you're doing exceedingly more than I could ever hope or imagine, God. You are truly, truly wonderful. And I hope that this Christmas we would be reminded how wonderful Jesus truly is. That he's so wonderful. He's so amazing. He will, he will constantly do more than you could ever imagine. That's who he is. But I love it. Isaiah doesn't just stop there. He goes, guess what? He's also a counselor. He goes, guess what? He's also this amazing counselor. And I believe that this helps answer some of the tough decisions of our life. I don't know about you, but I got some decisions to make sometimes. Like I got some choices that I'm like, I don't know what to pick here. I don't know what to do. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I say yes? Do I say no? Like, like, we got some decisions that we got to make in life. I mean, have you ever woke up in the morning, you know, and you wake up and you got a big decision in front of you that day? You wake up and you're like, yes, absolutely, yes. But noon comes around and you're like, no, no way, nope, not going to do it, uh-uh. Five o'clock rolls around, maybe, I don't know, let me sleep on it, I'll think about it tomorrow. Like, like sometimes we can go through life like that where it's like, like the whole circles were just like, you know, I know I should do this, but I don't know if I'm going to do it. I'm kind of wishy-washy. I wish I just had some direction. I just wish I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. And listen, Isaiah says, hey, man, he's a counselor. He wants to help guide your life. He wants to help direct you. All the questions that you have, all the indecisions that you're like fussing over. He goes, God wants to come right alongside of you and walk through life with you and helping you in any decision that you have in front of you. That's who he is. I love it because he knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly how you were made. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly every aspect of the fiber of your being. He knows everything about you. He knows the struggle you're facing. He knows the anxiety you feel. He knows the depression. He knows the, the, the situation at home. He knows the situation at work. He knows everything about you, and he still wants to be close with you. He wants to guide you. He, your problems don't make him run away. He's not confused by your problem. He never says, hmm, that's a tough one. Let me get back to you. Like, God never does that. He knows exactly what you need at every moment of your life. 
like about a month ago, we had some snow. I don't know if you guys remember. We had some snow about a month ago or so. And, and, and I love it because I have a snow blower. Thank God for a snow blower. Like I'm out there in my driveway just, just like knocking snow everywhere, just having a great time. I see my neighbor over there with a the shovel. I'm like, good luck with your back. Love you. You know, and I'm just like, boom, busting through my snow. And, uh, and I, it was interesting because after I got done snow blowing, I noticed that my snow blower wasn't working properly. I was like, what's going on? You know, I'm looking at it. One of the sides wasn't churning the way it was supposed to. And so, like, I'm not a mechanic. I don't know how to do this stuff, but I know how to use YouTube. And so I went on YouTube and was like, fixing it. How do I do? What's wrong with my snowblower? And I figured out that I must have broken one of the bolts inside of the snowblower, and I just had to go get a new bolt, put it in, and I should be good to go. And so I went up to the store, and I said, hey, you know, here's the snowblower I have. Here's the situation I have. I just need one of these bolts to fix it. Do you have any of these? And, and it, the person I was talking to worked there, but it was like I was speaking to them in another language. It was like they were like, hmm, never heard of that before. Like, wow, I don't know. Um, well, here's some bolts. Like, like, here's some. Maybe these will work for you, you know. And I'm like, are you sure these will work? Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be just what you need, you know. And I get the bolt, you know. I go back home, and I'm fussing over it, trying to get it in. It's the wrong bolt, of course, you know. It doesn't go in. It doesn't work. And I'm just getting frustrated, and I'm like, all right, who around here? fixes this exact brand of snowblower. Like, who, who, who knows this place? Who sells these? And I found a local dealer. I called him up. I said, here's my problem. Here's what's going on. Oh, yeah, exactly. This is what you need. This is the bolt that broke. Yep, go, we have them in stock. Come by anytime. Pick them up. You're good to go. I went over there. I got the bolt I needed. It was less than the bolt that they charged me for before. That was the wrong bolt. I went home, fussed with it, got it all fixed, got it all working again. And I'm like, man, that's so great. I just had to go to the person who actually knew exactly what they were talking about. Sometimes we go through life and we spend so much time talking to the wrong people, giving us the wrong solutions, and it's costing us way more than we ever really want to spend. And God says, man, I am the great counselor for your life. I will give you direction. I will guide you. I know exactly how you're made. I know exactly what you need. He goes, and it's going to cost so much less than all those other spots. Because I want to get you into the right situation. See, we have a counselor that you can go to at any time of your life. And he doesn't push you away. He doesn't say, oh, you're being dramatic. Oh, that's too hard. Oh, that's this or that's this, that. He goes, no, no, let me help you. I want to guide you every step of the way. But Isaiah doesn't stop there. He says, yeah, he's a counselor. But guess what? He's also a mighty God. Because that's, that's who Jesus is. He's wonderful. He's a counselor. Oh, but let me tell you, he says, he's a mighty, mighty God. And this, for me, answers the battles of our lives, some of the battles that we walk through, some of the situations that we go through in life, and you're like, man, I just feel like I'm in a spiritual battle. Well, the Bible says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's actually a lot of times a spiritual battle that we're in. And I love it that, that God says, wait, wait, I remind, remember, remember, I'm a mighty God. I'm a mighty God. I'm not a puny God. I'm not a wimpy God. I didn't create humanity and the earth and then leave you all to fend for yourself. I'm a mighty God that is involved in your life, and I want to do great things in your life. I love what Jeremiah 32 says. This is one of my favorite verses of all time. He says this. It says, ah, sovereign Lord. You made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for 
you. Man, that's the God that we serve. And, and I don't know who needs to hear this this morning. I don't know who needs to hear this this Christmas. But you serve a mighty God. You serve an absolute mighty God. I don't know if maybe recently you've got a bad medical report. And you're like, oh my goodness, this doesn't sound good. And you haven't told anybody because you don't want to ruin Christmas. And you're keeping it to yourself and you're just kind of like, wow, this seems really, really bad. Man, just remember, you serve a mighty God who still heals today, who still is able to do exceedingly more than you could ever hope or imagine. I I know that some churches say, God, stop doing all that stuff. But listen, uh, my my Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I can bring people, person after person, on the stage and share testimony of how God said this, doctors said this, but how God did an amazing thing inside of them. And they're like, sorry, doc, you were wrong. (laughs) And, And how God has done a work in their life. Man, God still does that stuff. Maybe, maybe there's a broken relationship represented in the room today. Maybe it's with your parents. Maybe it's with a child. Maybe it's with a friend from a long time. And you're like, wow, I just don't think we could ever reconcile. Like, I don't think I could ever forgive them. I don't think I could ever sit down at the Christmas table with them again. It's just too difficult. It's too bad. It's too, there's too much stuff that's happened. But remember, you serve a mighty God who loves reconciliation. You may feel like, you know what, I've got so much depression and anxiety in my life. It consumes me. Every time I turn around, I'm still struggling with the same things over and over again. Remember, you serve an absolute mighty God. Maybe your marriage feels like it's broken in this place. Maybe you're here today and you got a smile on your face, but in the back of your mind you're thinking, is this the last you know, Christmas that we're going to be together? Is there something going on that, that maybe in your house that you're like, you know what, we look like we're good on the outside, but on the inside, our marriage is fractured. Listen, you serve a mighty God who can restore any marriage, any brokenness, any hurt, any situation, any pain. That's how good God is. Nothing is too difficult for him. Nothing is too difficult for him. He says, listen, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Man, the government's on his shoulders. He's going to be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. But I love this next one. He says also he's going to be called Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. I love that. I love that. And I believe for me, maybe for you, this answers the fears of our life. The fears that we can walk through in our life. It's, It's interesting because studies have shown that in our society today, a lot of people do not have a good relationship with their dad. Uh, you can look at a lot of different studies out there. Maybe you have a great relationship with your dad. That's awesome. But a lot of studies show that, that people struggle with that, that father-son, father-daughter relationship. And, and they just struggle with it. And so a lot of times what happens is people will begin to project their earthly father relationship on the relationship with a heavenly father and they say, well, listen, this relationship ain't that good. I don't know how you're going to help me. I don't think I want another dad. I'm good just doing life on my own. Uh, I'm okay. But what's interesting, too, is what studies will show you is that, that mom and dad play vital and crucial roles in a child's life. But they're very different roles. Uh, there's, there's things that mom can give a child that dad cannot give. 
There are things that dad can give a child that mom cannot give. It's amazing how God has created the family unit. Uh, but what's interesting, what I, what I found, is that dads give two cents, to, two very critical uh, things of, of, of emotional a sense for a, for, a, for, a, for a kid. And the first one that a father will give is a sense of security. That, that dad gives a sense of security to a child. And this, is the, this has been the same for, for cultures and generations where, where dad will, he's the physically, he's the protector. Somebody breaks into their house, dad's going to go meet him at the door. Like, like, like dad is a, is a physical protector. And, and all through generations, dad's responsibilities protect his wife, protect the kids. Like that was who dad was. But he also had a role of financial protection as well. I know a lot of things have changed in our society today. And, but back in the day, men, you know, predominantly brought home the bacon. And they were providing financially for a child and for a family. And so they would give a sense of security but what I thought was also interesting that a, child, that a father will give a child is also what they said is a blessing in their life. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, mom, uh, you may, moms, you know what I'm talking about. Moms, uh, your child can do no wrong sometimes, right? Come on, like, like you think your, your, your kid is the best. You ever watch American Idol back in the day? These, my mom says I'm a great singer. And then Simon Cowell's like, your mom lied to you. Like, sorry, like. <laughs> You know, I'm sorry, like, like, like a mom will, will hear their kid scratch out on a violin, Mary had a little lamb, and be like, oh, they're destined for first chair at the New York Philharmonic, like whatever. Like, they're destined for it. Like they're going to be great. Dad's validation is a lot different. Dad's validation is a lot different, and society and studies have shown us that a lot of people, not just kids, but adults, and I've talked to 40, 50, 60-year-old adults, they still ask the question, I wonder if dad was pleased with me. I wonder if I made my dad proud. You know, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't have the security, the confidence, and I don't know if I, if I have what it takes to do what's in front of me. And a lot of people live their life trying to get their dad's approval, and they don't even realize it by what they're doing and their achievements and the outside of things. Let me just tell you, we serve a God who is an everlasting father, an everlasting father. So he's not here one day and gone the next. He, he's not an absent father. He's not there physically but mentally checked out. No, no. You serve a God who is a heavenly father who is everlasting in your life. He is your, your protector. He's guiding you. He's whispering in your ears telling, I believe in you. I love you. I sent my son to die for you because that's how much I love you and I approve of you. Listen, everything that you walk through in life, you can realize and you can fall back on understanding that, man, I have an everlasting father. Man, it is way different than an earthly father. He is the best dad I could ever imagine. He's never too busy to take my phone call. He's never pushing me aside. He's always there, always ready to help, and he's right by your side even in this moment. And we serve an everlasting father, and I think he wants us to see him in that way again. Maybe there's some people in this room that we just see him as God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, you know, but he wants to be seen also as, as your heavenly father. The scriptures even say that, that he wants to be called Abba Father, which is, which is the best translation for that is like you and me calling him Daddy. The most, one of the most beloved names you could look at your dad in innocent and loving and childlike faith saying, man, Daddy, I love you. 
That's what he's looking for. That's what he wants to be in our lives. I love it. And he's, for, a, for a son is born. A child has been born. A son is given. For unto us, it's for you and for me. Not just for people way thousands of years ago, but for right now. He wants to be an everlasting father in your life. But also the last thing, I love it. He's also the prince of peace. I love that. He's the, he's the prince of peace. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I believe that that answers the storms of our life. That sometimes you can walk through life, and even at Christmas time, and you can get stressed, you can get anxiety, you can feel like, man, I'm in a boat, and it's just a rocking. Like, like I just don't know how to get through this season of my life. And, and I realize that, wow, God is the, and he's the prince of peace. That I can walk into that family dinner in a couple days, and and not let that person, what they say to me or their little comment to me bother me because I can have peace even though I'm walking into a storm. Like I, what I found in my life is that peace is not the absence of storms. True peace is, is having the presence of God with you in the midst of any difficult situation that you're going up against. That's what peace is. And the Bible even says, man, it'll pass all understanding. Like where other people will look at you and they'll say, why are you so calm right now? Like, why are you happy? Why do you have joy right now? Didn't you hear what the doctor said? Like, didn't you hear what that person did to you? Like, like what is the deal? And you're like, yeah, but you don't understand who, who my father is. You don't understand who Jesus is. Man, he's the prince of peace. That I have this reassurance and I have this faith. I know everything's going to be okay. He is with me. He's guiding me. He's directing me. He hasn't let me down yet. And I know that he is my prince of peace. Maybe there's somebody in this place today. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your need is this Christmas or today, right now. But whatever your need is, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, maybe you haven't told anybody. Man, it's, every need is found in who Jesus Christ is. That, every need you have. So if you're here today and you've kind of lost the, the wonder of who he is, maybe Christmas has just become a, a, a fictional story to you. And you forget that he's the savior of the world. That the same baby born in a manger also created the heavens and the earth. Like he's, he's, he's the same yesterday, today. And forever, maybe you lost the astonishment, the awe, the wonder of who God is. That man, He can do anything. Maybe you, maybe you need some counsel today. Maybe you need some direction. Maybe you need to say, God, what am I supposed to pick here? I don't even know. He's there to meet that need. Maybe you're saying, I just got a bad medical report. I got a bad this. I got a bad man. He's a mighty God. So, so mighty. Remind yourself. I serve a mighty God. Maybe you're here today and maybe you just need that everlasting father. Maybe your relationship with your dad has been fractured over time and you just need a father to wrap his arms around you and God will do that. He's done that for me. I know he can do it for you. He can show you how he's a father to the fatherless. That he will help direct you, guide you, encourage you and how he believes in you and knows that you have what it takes to do everything he's calling you to do. That's who he is. Maybe at the same time, man, you're saying, man, I just need some peace in my life. I feel like I'm so overwhelmed. 
whatever your need is this Christmas, it's all found in that little baby that was born over 2,000 years ago. But he didn't stay a baby. Man, he, he grew up, went to that cross so you and I could have life and life to the fullest. So let me ask you a question today. Man, what do you need God to be in your life? What is, what is the need? You're like, God, I just wish you would be there for that. What is that need that you know that you have that maybe, again, you haven't told anybody? And would you let him in this Christmas to fill that need? He can fill it, but what I've learned about my life is I gotta let him in. And it's simply, it's, it's not hard. It's not difficult. It's just saying, God, here's my need. Here's where I'm at. And I invite you in because I can't do this in my own strength any longer. I need you. And when you get to that point of your life, man, watch how the situation changes. You don't trust me? Try it. And you'll see, man, he is faithful. He is loving. He is always good. He has never left me and never forsaken me. He's been there the whole time. And I can put my hope and my trust in him because that is who he is. He is so, so good. That's the God that you serve. For unto us, a child is born, a son is given. Government, man, he got it. It's on his shoulders. He's going to be called wonderful, counselor, and everlasting father, man, prince of peace, mighty God. That is who he is. Would you let him in this Christmas to be everything that you need him to be? Let's stand this morning as we close, if you can.